0: Welcome to the PSI Monthly Podcast. My name is Tim and I'll be your host. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the podcast. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 48 years. And each month on these trainings, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI basic course as a free resource for you and your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to psiseminars.com. Tonight, we are talking about leadership of self. With us this evening, we have PSI facilitator, Cortland Warren. Cortland is an instructor in the PSI basic seminar for the past 17 years now. He attended all of his PSI classes in 2001. He's very passionate about this work and loves assisting people in their own personal transformation. So Cortland, are you ready?
1: I am ready, Tim, and thank you very much for uh, the introduction. Uh, my hope is that uh, this conversation tonight sparks some questions that lead to answers that lead to you uh, propelling and really changing the trajectory of your life. Uh, it's an honor and really a privilege to, uh, to be with you for this podcast. And I am grateful to seminars and the organizers of the podcast for this invitation uh, to speak on a subject that really is, uh, on the surface, can sound quite simple, but in essence, it is one that can be kind of complex. And my objective tonight is to add some uh, some clarity to what can be uh, a great amount of complexity when we talk about leadership of self. Uh, how, the, how do we give ourselves a directive and then follow our own directive or instruction? Uh, If you have ever made a mistake before, then this content will serve you. If you've ever made a mistake before and then promised yourself that you would never, ever make the same mistake again, uh, then tonight's content, uh, content will serve you. If you've ever been in that position of really being motivated for like a day, and then it was two months, maybe two years before you were that motivated again, uh, you you got to know what I'm talking about there. It's like, you know, you you were like gangbusters for like a few hours. And then all of a sudden you got distracted and perhaps it was months, even years before you experienced that level of excitement, enthusiasm and motivation again. And perhaps you've had the conversation with yourself of, man, if I could just maintain that motivation, if I could just maintain that consistency over longer periods of time, uh, there's more that you could get done, more that you accomplish. And as a result of that, uh, you live a life that people remember. If you've ever been in that place, then uh, you have an idea of what this content uh, will entail. And then if you look out into your life and world and you feel like you're the only person who's taken life seriously, uh, I speak to a lot of uh, leaders within the size seminars, arena and community, and a lot of times the frustration, that is experienced is this idea of well why don't more people take leadership if more people would lead then i wouldn't have to do everything uh then this content will apply and then also if you're that person who is like well you know what if you want it done right then you do it yourself and if i've got to take the time to teach you how to do it then i must, I, I i may as well just do it all alone uh then you're listening in on the right pod on the right podcast now i will say this also uh this Information is not for you if you're looking for ways and means to uh, live your life at less than what you're capable of. This will not be competent for you if you're looking to lower the bar or lower the standard on yourself. Uh, If you are envious of the success that other people have created, if a part of you resents the wins and the accomplishments of other people, then this is not information that will be for you. Uh, if you're if you're looking for uh, justifications or reasons to uh, live at less than what is your best version then you won't find information here that will support that idea but it is for you if you believe that you get to determine that now is your turn if there's a part of you that believes that you can do more be more or have more then you're in the right place and especially if you understand that responsible, a responsibility context of living, a responsibility context essentially says that no matter where I've been and no matter what I've been through, what comes next is up to me. If you can if you can try that on for size for just a brief amount of time that we were together tonight and then begin to practice with it and explore it, I believe that you open up a world of possibilities for you and for the people in your life who will get better because you get better. The reality is that when we start to improve ourselves, when we start to make change and transformation, there's a couple of things that will happen with the relationships in our lives, uh, my life, your life. When you really start to change, when you really start to transform, then the relationships in your life will do one of two things. That relationship will either evolve or it will dissolve. Those are the only options. When you really start to grow, the relationships in your life will either grow with you so it evolves or they'll die off or it will dissolve and you won't even have to make the call on. it. If you get committed to your growth, that's just what happens. And so when you move into a responsibility context of living, then that's just par for the course. That's the nature of uh, the beast, so to speak, that when you move to a responsible context, you're essentially saying that no matter where I've been and no matter what I've been through, what comes next, is up to me. I believe it was uh, Tony Robbins who said that the quality of our lives can be measured by the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves. The quality of our lives can be measured by the quality of the questions that we're asking. And so I'd like to really begin there as a first uh, kind of, I guess, bullet point uh, is to have you examine what questions have you been asking yourself And if whether or not the questions that you're asking are leading to answers that actually serve. When we think about, you know, we just break down the word question, right? We could essentially say that it's a quest I am on. Question. The quest I'm on. So what we're really looking at there is as as you become clear about what your purpose is, or you have some uh, understanding of what you want to become, or the influence that you would like to have, the people that you want to help. Uh, you're going to be asking yourself some questions, and in order to speed up the process, then you've got to be asking yourself questions that serve your transformation, and a lot of times, we're asking the wrong questions. Uh, for example, a lot of times in personal development and in this work and in industry, people are asking themselves, well, what can I do to grow? How can I grow more? Uh, what do I need to do to speed up my growth? And I, and I have been guilty of this. Right. And so I apologize to those of you that I've worked with before and we explored that particular question, because at the time I didn't realize what a dead end question it is. The reality is that there's nothing that we can specifically do to force growth. Right. We are as human beings, as living things, we are already designed for growth. And so ultimately, if we are not growing. The real question is, well, what do I need to, the, the real question is not, what do I need to do in order to grow? The real question is, what am I doing that is stunting or blocking the growth that is, that is mine by design? So if we, take a, if we take a seed, all right, we take an acorn or any, any type of seed, and we, we, we just take that seed in hand, there's really nothing that we can do to force the growth of the seed. Uh, sure, we plant it, sure, we water it, sure, we're steward or, you know, uh, we, we are steward of the garden that we have, but when we really look at what it takes for that seed to sprout and grow into whatever type of plant or tree it might be, there's nothing that we actually do to force that to happen. Nature has already secured, uh, and it is, within the, inte- it is with the in- within the intelligence of the seed. The, the, the seed already contains all of the intelligence necessary in order for it to grow. And there's not anything that we can do to force it to happen. What we must do is ensure that there is an environment that is conducive for what is natural uh, for the seed to do. So as well, you know, how does that relate to us? Well, when it comes to our growth, the question is not, well, how can I grow? You're already designed for that. The question is not, well, what do I need to grow more Right. You're already designed for that. The real question is, if you if in your life you experience yourself as not growing, then what's in the way, what's blocking or stunting the growth that is you by nature and design. So you may need to go out and, 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 and clear out what's in the way, what, what can be stunting the growth. And for human, you know, so I, I started, uh, you know, kind of uh, exploring and researching uh, this topic once I knew that we were going to be speaking on leadership of self. And so what came to mind was that analogy of the seed because I'm not able to force that seed to grow. I can only make sure that the environment is conducive for it to do what it is natural, what is natural for it to do. And so then uh, the idea of a bad seed came to mind. And so I decided to go, I was, is there a such thing as a bad seed? We hear that sometimes. Is there a such thing as a bad seed? Like, you know, what, what happens if the seed is just bad? And so, uh, you know, by, you know and the answers that I was able to find Here's, there's, there's mixed opinions on it. But what I found fascinating was this: in order to test if whether or not a seed is actually good, then you simply put it in water. Give it 15- 20 minutes or so. And if the seed the, if the seed floats, then it's not any good. Uh, and if the seed sinks to the bottom, then the seed is good. I thought it was fascinating, that idea, because in order to test if whether or not the seed was good, then you put it in the environment that is most conducive for its growth, which is ultimately water. So if I want to know if it's a good seed at all, then I can just just fast forward the process, put it in the environment that is going to that is most conducive to its growth. And in this analogy, you know, if if it floats, it's no good. If it goes to the bottom, then it's good. Well, how does that relate to human beings? If you know, if you want to know if whether or not uh, you're destined for failure, let's say, or if there are bad seeds, right? What you really must do is to put yourself in the environments that are conducive for your growth and expansion. So you must look at your uh, associations. How many times have I read, and perhaps you've heard of it too, where the real thing to explore, you know, like the the Uh, you know, and I don't have the research behind this, but it suggests that you'll make the average income, you'll make the income, the average of your five closest associates, right? Uh, If you, if you want to know relationships and healthy relationships, then it would serve you to be in relationships or have friendships with people who experience healthy relationships, right? Uh, If you want to grow and expand your mind or mindset, it benefits to be a part of a growth organization such as PSI Seminars. So you don't really know if you have what it takes to grow and expand until you are, first of all, certain and sure that you are in an environment that is conducive for your growth, just like if we wanted to test the seed. Now, once you're in that environment and that is conducive for your growth, now you can actually test yourself. Now you can actually see if you have the stuff that leads to highest achievement and excellence. Uh, for me, growing up, my life experience was, you know, Idabel, Oklahoma, uh, a town of about five to 7,000 people. The railroad tracks separate the east side of town from the west side of town. I lived on the west side of town, me and my 28 first cousins just on my mom's side. And uh, in my experience, well, or how I interpreted life, was that you have the haves and the have-nots. And we were definitely in the have not line on the the, the railroad tracks that separated the city. uh, It also separated, you know, the black side of town from the white side of town. Uh, But in my mind, in my young mind, it also separated good and bad. To me, my interpretation of it was that all of the things that were good were happening on the east side of town. So, for example, when McDonald's came to town, it was on the east side. Uh, Walmart was on the east side, Uh, the Piggly Wiggly grocery store, all the grocery stores, in fact, were on the east side of town, school was on the east side of town, when my mom went downtown to pay bills, she had to do that on the east side of town, the east side of town looked like it was cleaner, it was nicer, and that was the, the, the objective was to somehow find your way across the tracks because that's where the positivity was happening those who lived on the east side of town and was coming to the west side of town. Uh, <laughs> let's just say that they were coming to do business uh, that wasn't exactly um, benefiting and uplifting a community. How was that? All right, so uh, for being PC. All right, so um, what I wanted to do, we, you know, I, my family and as far back as I could look, we were in the have not line and all I wanted to do was change lines. But because of how conditioning works, I was starting to believe that it could never happen for me. That, you know, for whatever reason, you have some who make it and some who don't. Uh, high achievers and low achievers that for whatever reason, uh, by, by the divine or some esoteric being had it out not only for me, but had it out for my entire family because no one had anything. Well, based on that conditioning and based on that programming and belief, then I, had start, I started to believe that I didn't have what it takes. There was a part of me that was convinced that I wasn't special, I wasn't good enough, I wasn't important enough, and therefore I couldn't have a life that matters. Well, I was making that decision about me in an environment that was not conducive for growth. I was making that decision in a community without having ever seen evidence of what was possible through application of principle. So I was making a decision about me, but I was making that decision within an environment that wasn't even conducive for a life that matters and one that was meaningful. Now don't misunderstand me in case I got family members who are listening to this. Yes, I know we had a lot of love. I know that love abound and there were good times and we laughed a lot and all of that. But if we're being honest, it was also a lot of struggle. And I knew that life had to offer more than the month to month, paycheck to paycheck, below the poverty line existence, mainly because I saw it on television. And so by changing the environment through personal development, through the books that I was reading, through what I would listen to in my car, through the work that I, my my first personal development course was PSI seminars, it was through that that I began to change my environment. And by changing the environment, once, once I inserted myself and immersed myself into that environment, I got to experience a different level of growth, possibility and understanding. So first and foremost, if you're gonna truly lead yourself, you've gotta make sure that you are in an environment that is conducive to your growth and expansion. I have, uh, I've often been one to say that, uh, that choice is a function of awareness. Like I cannot be judgmental of the choice that you're making until or unless I am aware of, or until or unless I know what you were aware of. I'll say that again. I don't get to really judge the choice that you made until I know what options you were aware of. Why? Because choice is a function of awareness. And we're oftentimes making choices based on what we see or what we are aware of. And so point number two in being a leader of self is you must broaden your time horizon. One of the things we know to be true about highly successful uh, uh, women and highly successful men is that their time horizon seems to be longer than those who don't achieve what, it, what they are capable of. What do I mean by broadening the time horizon? Uh, to be a leader of self requires the discipline to do the work today that will bring fruit down the road. Oftentimes, what gets in the way for the short sighted and the naive and the young, uh, young mind is that we want what we want immediately, or there is an addiction to immediate gratification. I will say this, the more addicted you are to immediate gratification, the further you are away from experiencing a life of freedom the more you gotta have outcomes and results right now, then the further you are away from actually being free. Uh, A great book on the subject is called The Dopamine Nation. And the author speaks to how our desire for instant uh, results, our desire for seeing instantly that it's working or not working actually has created a society that is unwilling to do the work that is necessary for long-term growth or uh, perhaps even uh, wealth creation. And so one of the things about being a leader of self is how long can you delay the gratification that you experience? Uh, The the well-known Stanford uh, marshmallow experiment where they they took children, put children into a room uh, with one marshmallow and left the children alone in the room with the marshmallow and they, they basically say to the child listen if you can wait for uh i'm not sure if they gave them the time but the time was 15 minutes so if you can wait for us to return then you won't just have this marshmallow you'll actually get two marshmallows and what what, what was fascinating about this marshmallow experiment was how those who Uh, had who just couldn't wait, they just, it it was just like, I I, I can't wait another minute, I got to have it right now, right, even though in 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you would have another one. So now you got two marshmallows to enjoy. Many could not do it, they had to have it right now. But uh, and what and so in following uh, those participants in the study, uh, it also turned out that they uh, achieved less uh, levels of success. Uh, They weren't, they didn't have as fulfilling um, lives. And, uh, you know, as far as creating a vision or a life that matters, it paled in comparison to those children who were willing to wait 15 minutes and then double the marshmallow count. Now, how did those who waited, how did they do it? Well, they believe it or not, they actually created a relationship with the marshmallow. They may start to rub the marshmallow. They want to start talking to the marshmallow. Now, some just had to completely just turn their backs to the marshmallow and not even see it like out of sight, out of mind. But what, what, what I found uh, the fascination was with those who had actually created a relationship with the marshmallow and had actually kept it from eating it, right? It's like hard to eat my friend, so to speak. Well, how does that relate to us? I know sometimes it sounds like I'm completely on a tangent, but I promise you, I'll come back. How does that relate to us? Well, sometimes the journey Uh, gets laborious. And the journey is very inconvenient. And the journey is tiring. And what we really want to know is how much longer do I have to wait? How much further do I have to go? Uh, Are we sure we're going in the right direction? And when you, you know, I I study golfers and golfers mindset a lot. Uh, professional athletes, gymnasts, and so forth. And what you oftentimes hear them speaking of is how they how they had to condition themselves to fall in love with the process of getting better. They had to fall in love with the journey towards improvement. And that was the only way that they could endure it. So just like the child creates a relationship with the marshmallow, what I would encourage you to do in order to be a more of a leader of self is to create a relationship with the journey or the process that you find yourself in. Everything that you know today, you know it because you stuck with it long enough to learn it. From tying your shoe, to uh, scrambling eggs, to spelling your name, to how to walk, and so forth and so on. Your, your, your industries, uh, your, your profession, your career, uh, and so forth. Everything that you know today, you know, because you stuck with it long enough to develop some proficiency or perhaps even mastery in doing it. Everything we know, we had to first learn it. So you have, you have evidence, you have ample evidence in your life that you have the capacity to learn something new, that you have the capacity to, uh, to develop the skills necessary. And so in, when it comes to learning, right, and, and, and you being a leader of self, it is very important to understand that there are four stages of learning and you wanna know which stage you're in so that you don't give up too quickly, which can have you shorten the time horizon. And as was just explored, leaders of self have indeed broadened the time horizon mainly because they fall in love with the journey. They fall in love with a process and they're committed to the daily actions and the disciplines necessary to carry out a process. Uh, the first stage of learning is learning anything new. It's kind of like me when I first, you know, had to come to uh, come to know Zoom, right? Well, I was so proud of myself tonight, uh, Tim, because I you didn't have to tell me to unmute myself before I started talking. I'm starting. I'm to so proud that of you. <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm starting, I'm starting to get this thing, but in, in learning anything new, right? There's first we are the first stage that we are in is we are unconscious and incompetent, right? The unconscious incompetent is the person who's just getting started fresh out of the gate. They have no idea what they're doing and they don't even know that they don't know, right? They're just having fun. You know, it's, uh, it's the person, you know, I'm an, uh, a very, you know, I'm an avid golfer. And so if I'm out golfing with a beginner, you know things that they do that would irritate the crap out of me. They're laughing at, right? Swing and miss, swing and miss, swing and miss. Like, oh, this is so fun. I would be so upset with myself. But the unconscious incompetent is oblivious. Uh, if you stay with it long enough, you want you have a desire to get better, and then you become the conscious incompetent. So now you are aware of the fact that you don't know, and you are aware of that. Uh, you are aware of the fact that there is more work for, for you to be doing. Uh, A lot of people through their frustration and understanding how bad they are or the fact that they don't get it yet, uh, quit in stage two. They are conscious incompetent. They're not good at it and they know they're not good at it. And because they don't have a relationship with themselves that enables them to be resilient and bounce back from the things that make other people quit, they don't make it through stage two. The reality is if you get through stage two of learning then you will excel uh, and, be, and move into an elite category of person. Uh, the third uh, stage of learning is we be, was when we become uh, conscious competent. A conscious competent is a person now who's gone through stage two, you're starting to see results, you're starting to have some wins and, and some successes, but you're still close enough to the beginning that you remember what it was like getting started. Uh, It still requires some effort, but you know how to get it done. You're a conscious competent. And then the fourth stage is really the stage of mastery. And that's where you are an unconscious competent. Now, it's like to everyone else, it's a piece of cake to you. Uh, Everyone else sees you in action and it's like, man, he he or she is a natural, right? We hear things like natural born leader. Uh, We hear things like, you know, gifted and talented. The reality is that there are many hours that go into mastering the skill, okay? And so when you reach the level of being an unconscious competent uh, to everyone else, it seems automatic, but they miss the time that you spent, the hours that you put in behind the scenes because you were doing the work of loving the process. And so leadership of self and getting to that place of mastery requires you be willing to go through stages one, two, and three, so that now you are unconscious competent, but it's because you fell in love with the process. You gave up on the idea of immediate gratification. You gave up on the idea of quick fix or get rich quick. And uh, before I close out and start uh, begin our Q&A, it is the thing in my view that makes PSI seminars different. Uh, For 48 years, we've been a leader in personal development because we have been unwilling to fall into or fall in line uh, with the crowd uh, that's, you know, creating podcasts and doing YouTube videos and so forth and so on that will have you believe that it's uh, overnight and have you believe or have you convinced that it's real easy to do. Uh, The reality is that work is required. And the work that we do is not about tips and tricks and hacks and strategies. What we offer is an answer to the question of all questions. Why don't we do what we know to do already? Why? So we, we assist you in answering that question for yourself because when you can answer the question of why you don't take the action that you already know to take, that awareness and then uh, moving from awareness to transformation is how you become a leader of yourself because there will be mistakes that you make but how do you close the gap from knowing to doing closing that gap is the journey of being a leader of oneself and when you do that when you commit to the work of doing that it's going to take more than a you know a 60 minute podcast and frankly it's going to take more than 30 60 even 90 days to do it right the work that we offer a uh, Allows a person the experience of having a vehicle supported by the, the, the community of graduates in the city in which you live, whereby, whereby you are able to whereby you are able to have the ongoing and continual support that's necessary to grow into the person that you know you're capable of being. And so um, that's where I'll I'll end it, uh, for not end it, but that's where I like to pause and open it up for any questions that we have. But that's my first kind of, you know, foray into, uh, into the topic, Tim.
0: Well, Cortland, you're, you're blowing my mind here. You're, you're uh, over just the last less than 30 minutes. You've given us so many gems. Uh, I really appreciate this so far. One question I have, Cortland, which I think everyone would love to know the answer to, is what would young Cortland have chosen between the immediate marshmallow and waiting 15 minutes for two
1: I'm gonna tell you right now. Ba- now I can tell you what the younger Cortland would have chose, based on what the older Cortland still sometimes chooses. I would have ate my marshmallow, Tim. I would, I'm just, you know, I would like to say I was in the in the special group that would have waited. Uh, but I'm only I'm only uncovering this, and so it's more than likely that I would have ate the marshmallow because uh, uh, I yeah I, I I have definitely been one. Who has fallen victim to immediate gratification? No doubt, uh, you know, and, and you know me, Tim, enough to know. I'm going to tell you the truth. I think I think I'm eating the marshmallow because, but you know what, though, right? Not not to make it too like you know deep, but that was a part of my life experience, part of my life experience growing up, right? And the scarcity that that I experienced was we got to get what we get right now because tomorrow it might all be gone, you know. We 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 would we would as a family, you know, whether you know, uh, be it, you know, welfare, which I lived on and food stamps and so forth. It really was a scarcity mindset. And it's the scarcity mindset that have us say, you know what, take it right now, because who knows if there's be if, if there will be anything left tomorrow. So uh, without, you know, getting too heavy, which was a great question, but as I look at it and explore it, yes, I would have eaten the first marshmallow, but really that is evidence of The environment that I was in that was not one of abundance, and so therefore the scarcity mindset says, "Get it right now." And there's no, there was no saving for a rainy day because there was frankly nothing. You know, uh, we had nothing to save. Was the feeling?
0: And sometimes if if it feels like it's always raining, you know, what are you going to do?
1: Exactly. exactly. Okay.
0: Well, before we go into questions from listeners, I want to take a moment for all of the people listening in who have not yet done our classes. If you want more tools to support you in your personal growth and living your best life, the basic course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away to achieve goals beyond what you previously thought were possible. And for the results you really wanna create in your life, at the Basic Seminar, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs and discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. The basic is an experiential class where you'll be immersed in powerful exercises and get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. If there's anything you want more, better or different for yourself and your life, then go to psiseminars.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold classes all over North America, as well as Europe and online. So find a location and date that works for you. And again, that's psiseminars.com. Com. Well, Cortland, we've got some great questions from listeners. I want to start with one of our live listeners right now. So the first question is actually anonymous, and it's, I'm a people pleaser. How do you handle the loss of relationships that changed or dissolved due to my self-growth?
1: Uh, well, the, first of all, thank you for the question. Uh, I appreciate the question and the honesty and the vulnerability in the question that you're asking. Uh, but the, but you, you actually answered it in how you asked it. Uh, you said, how do you handle the loss of relationship that was the result of you evol- the relationship evolving or dissolving? We go back to uh, what we explored earlier about making sure that the environment is conducive for your growth. So when you commit to growing, then there were things that must be cleared out in order for that environment uh, to be able to reap for you a harvest, and so it's not for you to handle uh, that person who leaves your life because they don't want to grow. They actually deselect themselves, and sometimes what we what we must be okay with is the deselection and the selection process. And oftentimes, an individual can deselect themselves, uh, remove themselves from your life because of their uh, of a choice that they made. And I and I say it this way: if if I start to grow, and I invite you to come along, and you choose not to, well, I didn't leave you, you chose to stay. Big difference. I didn't go off and leave you, you chose to stay by saying that you were more committed to being where you are, even though I wanted to move to a, uh, a different place. And so there's nothing for you to handle. At this point, uh, allow it, let it go, and continue in your growth because in doing that, that person dissolving has made room for what's next to, to come in.
0: Great, thank you for that. Uh, next we have from ta when you are stuck in a comfortable place, what is the catalyst you recommend to kick it into higher gear and create more results?
1: Uh, the expand uh, thank you for that question and it's uh, it's expanding your vision right So what what kicks it into high high gear is an expanded, vision. Okay. So uh, the, the reality is, and I've done a, a podcast on this before, when it comes to taking action, we take action in our lives for only one of two reasons. Okay. And it's only these two. Okay. The first reason that we will take any action is because we're looking to avoid pain. The second reason that we take action is because of a promise of pleasure. So one of the ways that you can kick it into high gear is to well, first you got to determine are you a pain person or a pleasure person? A pain person will move it into high gear once they understand the prices that they're paying. Okay, what are the prices that they're paying for staying where they are? So look into your life and count the costs. What are the prices that you pay for not taking action? And or if you're a pleasure person, then what's the promise of the future outcome? So first, determine: Are you a pain person or a pleasure person? And then, in determining that, what gets you in the high gear is to really count the cost or the prices that you're paying, or create for yourself a vision of the future that is that is beautifully um, inspiring. Um, that's 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 a way to get yourself into uh, into greater, more consistent action.
0: I love that. Yeah, figure out if you're a pain person or a pleasure person. Uh, next we have from GC. How do you continually stay a leader of self? I fall in and out of it.
1: It well, I think we all do. Okay. And so the this idea that uh we are here's we are we are vehicles, we're we're vessels, we're we're on, we're in this dimension to carry out whatever you choose as your um purpose. But the reality is re, you're going to have Times when you need to recharge and refuel, right? Any vehicle, be it, you know, electric, and so you got to recharge it, or it runs off gasoline, you got to refuel it. There's a there's a certain amount or a certain distance that you can go before there is the need to recharge or refuel. So first and foremost, give yourself a break, right? Give yourself some grace. It is not true that you're that you're set to be consistently on. The entire time. That doesn't exist in vehicles, okay, where you're consistently on all the time. You gotta recharge, you gotta be able to refuel. Uh, a lie, a lie that is sold in personal development is this idea that you're on all the time. And every morning you jump out of bed, you land on a bed of, you know, a floor of rose petals and, and lilies or whatever it is, right? And it, it, you could be convinced almost that if you're not inspired and motivated every single day, then perhaps you're not on your purpose. But I'll just tell you straight up, there are days when I don't feel like it. There are days when I have had enough. You you might think it's easy to get people bought into the idea of being a better version of themselves, but I'm telling you, and some some of you are listening in and we've worked together in classes. Sometimes it is enough, if I had any hair, just to pull it all out, right? Uh, it gets tiring. And just because you're tired or exhausted or not on does not mean that you're not on purpose. Make sure, though, that you have system, systems in place to refuel and recharge. But the fact that you go in and out doesn't mean that you're getting it wrong. Um, it, it just means that you're human and you're a vehicle carrying out instructions, but you got to recharge and refuel. So you're not off um, because of that.
0: That's great. You know, Cortland, we actually have several questions that are on the same topic. So rather than just picking one, I kind of want to throw this out to you and see what you think. Uh, we've got several people who are asking very similar questions around age. So uh, retirement age people, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, whether their questions are, is it too late to start over? How do I move forward? How do I apply these things in my life now? You know, along that track, what would you have to say mm-hmm. about that?
1: Well, I, you know... It's a um, thank you for the question that uh, but it's still rooted in uh, limiting beliefs. You know, it's like, you know, I'm too young. I'm too young. I'm too young until I'm too old. I'm too old. I'm too old. Right. It's, it's, it's driven by belief. Uh, I always go to the story of Colonel Sanders and of Kentucky Fried Chicken fame. Uh, that wasn't an idea that he started when he was. Uh. You know, a young man. It was after he he got his first you know Social Security check, and realized that it wasn't going to be enough to get anything done. And so he just uh, decided, well, okay, I've got to stay in business. I've got to get back to work. And all he had was this chicken recipe. Uh, The stories uh, that I have heard that is that he received nine hundred and nine no's before he got his first yes. 909 no's, people laughing at him, suggesting you're crazy. Why would we need your recipe? We've got our own. 909 no's before his first yes. And so as it relates to timing, I really, uh, really do believe, and I have strong conviction that the vision that is is within you is within you because you're the person or at least a person that could have it be materialized and uh, fulfilled. That the ideas and inspirations that come to you are coming to you because it is a uh, opportunity, because you are the person to get it done. Now, I have convinced myself of that because it works for me. But what if, and so you can try it on, right? See, the, the reality is we're making up stories either way. So you may as well make up one that serves you. And so uh, the universe or spirit, right? Doesn't know time, okay? Everything is right now, the, uh, uh, you know, we have events and experiences of our lives that are always happening when? Now, the time is always what? Now, so what time is it? Now, so we give up our power by existing either in the future or in the past. I believe it was Benjamin Disraeli who said that every day, man crucifies himself between two thieves, one, the regrets of yesterday, and the other is the fear of what tomorrow might bring. So if you're focused on time, age, how long you've been here, how long you've got, right, then you're giving up your power because you're not focused and not on where your power is, which is in the present moment.
0: Great. So it's never too late, right,
1: It is never too late, right? You're here, uh, and that's all the evidence that you need that you're not done and not finished. Okay, so as as simple uh, perhaps as that might seem, okay, I am definitely not being trite. I have worked with a number of individuals with this on this idea that if you can convince yourself that you remain on the planet, because there is a there is a vision that you can have manifest or materialize then now is the time to get that done. There are, there are people, I am absolutely convinced of this. There are people uh, that you can reach that will never hear it from me. They're not gonna listen to me for a multitude of reasons, but they would listen to you, okay? They would listen to you. And if those people who will only hear it from you never hear it from you because you don't open your mouth, because you don't have the courage to step forward and speak and use your voice, then it's possible that they never get to hear it. Because again, they won't hear it from me, but they'll hear it from you. And so we have a fiduciary responsibility to have the have our world be better because of the time that we've spent here. And so as long as you're here, I believe we have a responsibility to a degree of having the world be a better place.
0: Great, thank you. Uh, We also have several questions that relate to habits around developing uh, leadership of self and applying the principles. And so one of these, which I think is really timely right now, is I work from home and have been having some challenges with motivation to get to my task list. What's a good way to start the day on the right foot and with good habits?
1: The uh, first of all, brilliant question. And a lot of people are uh, being faced with this challenge as a result of recent, you know, Uh, world events, right? Uh, Working from home and so forth. Uh, In in the research uh, that I've done, what what makes us most effective is really establishing a morning ritual or a morning routine and then giving yourself a number of days by where you make that a habit. And uh, a great solution for that is someone who serves as an accountability uh, buddy or partner. Uh, What I, uh, what I employ or what I advise is uh, a list of six things, okay, Um, the reason six is because I frankly read somewhere that it was six. Uh, I've heard people with more or less, but what are for you the six uh, things that must be done on a daily basis in order for you to feel like you won the day, that you overcame the resistance? And so a ritual or morning routine that gets you in flow now here and and that that battle against resistance is one that must be fought every single day. That's the battle. It is the battle over and through the resistance that we are continually faced with. All right. So morning rituals and the discipline, the daily disciplines, I say six, but you may figure out a different number. What are the six things whether that's amount of time spent on your business, connecting with loved ones, hydration, exercise, and so forth. What are those things that must get done on a daily basis? Because if you can win the day, then you can win the week. And if you can win the week, you can win the month. And if you can win the month, you can win the year. And that, again, broadens, uh, lengthens your um, time horizon. And so you, it's, it's, it's like a child you know, in a car with the family going on vacation and it's like, you know, we're in North Carolina and we're headed to California and the kid is already asking, are we there yet? And they're not even out of the neighborhood. And then mom, dad, are we there yet? And they've not even crossed the state line, right? Sometimes we're like that as adults, where we're looking too quickly to measure our progress and success. So if we can take our focus off of the outcome or the desired result, and we can have our focus be on the process that we're looking to master and essentially fall in love with, then we can win more days that lead to uh, greater momentum.
0: Awesome. I think we've got time for one or two more questions. Uh, next, Next from JB, what are some good tips to move from conscious incompetence to conscious competence?
1: Conscious incompetence to con- okay. So from uh, from levels uh, from level two or stage two to stage three, right? You want the tools necessary. It's JB. I'm just going to tell you. Okay, you 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 may not like it. It won't be sexy, JB. Okay. Uh Hold
0: on, just a second. <laughs> no problem. Sounds like Portland's got. uh freight train going through his living room. I'm sure many of us can relate to that these days. So many of us have uh, had to change our work habits and the locations where we work. So we'll give Cortland a moment there.
1: I'm back. I'm back. You're back. Okay. Okay. The so it's not gonna it's not gonna be uh, JB, it's not gonna be, you know, uh, sexy right? It's not going to be, and you may not like it. Well, you'll like it because it's what the truth is. And I'm not going to sell you anything else, right? Uh, the only way through stage two and into stage three is, to, is through practice and developing a healthy relationship with both failure and outcomes. So you've got to develop a healthy relationship with uh, the practice that's necessary to develop the skill. And you wanna be in an environment that provides you with feedback. You wanna be in an environment that will give you the honest feedback on how you're showing up in the practice, okay? So it's not magic, practice is required, but it's because, because, and I appreciate you asking that question as much as I've taught that, no one's ever asked me the question that you just asked. How do I go from two to three? it's falling in love with the practice, staying in the practice. And unfortunately, we don't get to say how long you must practice. It's just that if you quit too soon, you'll know it because your dream won't be uh, materialized.
0: Great. That uh, expansion on your topic is really helpful. Uh, we, you know we've got several questions related to the SCI courses, and how does SCI support uh, individuals in developing these principles and developing these habits of leadership of self? So you know, I thought we could take some time for you to give an overview of the different SCI courses. Okay, well, right on,
1: uh, thank you for that. So first and foremost, uh, we work from a premise that uh, the best answers, Come from within you. That is that is a drive that 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 you will find that uh, how it runs through the fabric of everything that we offer. Uh, we're not gurus and know it alls, and you know I am not the grand poobah of personal development. But I have very strong conviction that the answers that you're looking for are going to come from within, and so our courses are true educational courses. Uh, and the word educational or educate is taken from the latin root word educo or educo which means to draw out or to develop from within you and because it's coming from within you sometimes uh, it can be challenging but that said the basic seminar is the foundational or fundamental training because it focuses on the awareness to first become aware of what are the predominant ways of thinking that drive your action and your behavior. What is true is that you will never act consistently in any way that is inconsistent with your self-image. So we first become aware of the predominant ways of thinking that are driving your behavior and actions. It's the reason why you can know what to do and not do it. The first class, the basic seminar, you become aware of what's the thinking that's in the way. In uh, the, the life success courses after the basic, and there, there's a gradient to the classes. Um, but next is the life success course, it's seven days. And in that seven days, now, okay, you, became, you become aware. Well, it was William James who started the psychology department at Harvard who said uh, the greatest discovery of his generation is that we could alter our lives by altering our attitude of mind. So once you become aware of the thinking that's predominant, then the next phase after awareness is expression, then transformation. So you can change those ways of thinking. You can change those predominant beliefs. And so stage two or the life success course is now, we insert or we put new beliefs in place. Uh, that's, that's where you really experience the breakthrough or transformation that occurs as a result of uh, changing your self-image or how you view yourself. And then once you do that, then what you see is possible and how you can contribute to the world definitely changes. And that's where uh, our uh, third piece of the trilogy is through the Men's Leadership Seminar and the Women's Leadership Seminar. And that course is designed for visionary people whose desire it is to leave or lead, live uh, and lead a legacy. There's a degree of unselfishness that is required to truly leave a legacy because you won't get to see all the fruits of the labor uh, that you uh, that you do. Okay, so first we become aware of what's the thinking that's in the way, and for that thinking that we would like to transform, there is the Life Success Course where you are where you have the experience of breaking through those limiting beliefs, and you have an emotional connection uh, to new ways of thinking and believing, which changes or shifts alters your self image, and when that's done then what you believe is possible for you and the contribution that you can make to the world definitely expands. And that is the men's leadership course or the women's leadership course. Uh, and so that's the, that's the, those are the, the foundational offerings that, that we offer in my view. And yes, I'm biased, but I believe that it's the best offering that exists. If I thought something else was better, that's where I w- would be. I believe it's the best.
0: Great. And I want to just add, you know, we are continuing to provide in-person courses, you know, all over North America, as well as some places in Europe. Uh, We are following all COVID protocols. Safety is important. And so you want to make sure if you're registering for a class, you get in there early uh, before any of our classes are filling up because they are. Uh, In addition, we're adding some online classes. Those were some of the questions. So in addition to the online basic, we've got some other Uh, exciting programs. are going to be coming out online in the near future. So stay tuned. We're going to be very excited to announce those uh, in the coming months. Uh, So Cortland, now that we've uh, gone through a lot of the questions, there's so many more um, and we're running out of time though. I wonder if you can kind of give us a little wrap up, uh, some of your key takeaways from your your message, your training tonight.
1: Right. Well, for those who have questions that we didn't get to My promise is the next time I do a podcast, I won't take so long to answer questions that I do get so we can get to more. So forgive me this time, charge it to my head, not my heart, okay? Uh, But thank you for your willingness to participate. Key takeaways, one, uh, we don't force growth. Uh, Growth is ours by nature. And so we must first ensure that we have an environment that is conducive to the growth that we want to experience. Uh, If we're not growing, uh, then it's because we're out of balance. And we must ensure then to get in balance and have an environment conducive to uh, the growth that we want to experience. Secondly, uh, leadership of self requires a broadening of the time horizon. Remember the conversation about the marshmallow experiment, uh, being able to broaden the time horizon. The more addicted you are to immediate gratification, the further you are away from experiencing a life of freedom. So you gotta have a time horizon that allows you to do the work today for what it will lead to down the road. And then lastly, uh, leaders of self uh, understand where they are on the learning continuum and the stages of learning. Uh, Most people quit in stage two. So if you have the resilience uh, to move through stage two and just get to stage three, uh, you can have a life that inspires people. You get to stage four and you have a life that people will remember and be grateful that you live. And so uh, being a leader of self is essentially being able to give yourself a directive and then follow your own directive. It is not that there are natural born leaders. Leadership is a skill. And if it's a skill, it can be developed. And if it can be developed, it can be mastered. And if it can be mastered, it can be mastered by you. But it requires you being willing to enjoy or fall in love with the process or the journey that's necessary to get there.
0: Oh, fantastic. Um, That's about the time we've got for tonight. So we really appreciate having everybody on the podcast. Uh, We are very grateful to Cortland for sharing your wisdom and experience with us. And thank you to everybody listening in. We hope you enjoy this training and have some new tools to move you forward in your pursuit of your dreams and goals. We hold live webinars every month for the PSI podcast. The next Sci Podcast live training is scheduled for Tuesday, November 9th at 6 p.m. Pacific, and you can register now at psilive.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's psilive.com. If you're getting value from our podcast, don't forget to rate us and leave a review on iTunes and definitely share it with anyone you think would benefit. For those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI basic course, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about the class as well as upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. Thank you everyone for being on the training tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night, everyone.